Susie, Susie, Susie. Or should I say, Aloha, Susie. <laughs> Aloha. How? Why, why did where? Why did I bring my ukulele? You should have. I, like, I could be like giving you a taste of the islands in your own <laughs> office. <laughs> serenading you to the sweet sounds of the ukulele <laughs> episode three twelve, and i thought of you so much during the, my trip oh. because there were so many ukulele stores oh. it's not even like did you see if any stores. of them sold left-handed ones oh that's a good question i should have looked more carefully i mean i just think it's funny that they don't have like music stores they have ukulele stores very <laughs> yes. niche market yeah yeah but then everybody there has one. You know, it feels like you got to play if you're in there. When you go to Hawaii, you have to take your ukulele. Oh, oh yeah, I should. But then, see, I was thinking about this. <laughs> I'm like, am I taking it to... <laughs> to learn? I mean, is it like bringing a knife to a gunfight? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, bad analogy, but whatever other analogy. Or like bringing a, che- a checkers game to where everybody else is playing chess. <laughs> Right, it's a Alanis Morissette situation. <laughs> I mean, you can learn a thing or two, I bet. Oh, that's a good point. Go in there as a student, yes, and like be like, I'm here to absorb maybe just anything from the people around me playing. You know, yes, good idea, sis. Like when someone else makes a salad for you, it tastes so much better. I think it'll be like True. that when, this is also a bad analogy, but if you take your <laughs> ukulele to Hawaii, then I feel like the, it'll sound even better. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Plus it'll probably like infuse it with like the vibes of the islands. Yes, uh, I'm all for yep, this. I'm into it. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. maybe you'll just find one you can buy a, a one that you like. Oh, that's cool. Or at the very least, a cool sticker for the back of yeah. it. Yeah. Do you have any on there yet? No, but you know, I got to get on that. Yeah, it seems like the right thing to do. So, Suze, give us your highs and lows <clears throat> from the trip. Oh my God. I mean, it was a magical vacation, truly. My kid's oh. old enough where like, I can oh, actually God. rest, you know, because he's not going to drown <laughs> or whatever. And that makes a big yeah. difference. Uh, and... This just in, yeah. Susie, surfer girl. <laughs> I mean, here's you like a few episodes saying like, oh my gosh, you look at you snowboarding. But I opened up my Insta story and saw you and was like, oh my God, she's doing really good. You know what? And that is hard, Sue. Yeah. I was, I was proud you crushed it. of myself. You should be. Thank you. <laughs> uh, was it like super easy for you to just like do that or did it take some I feel like you were a natural. No, yeah, on there. the first time I went right up, it was weird. What? Yeah. Okay. I think that's I just it. have good. You got to get out there. I think that maybe is your thing. You could be like a a cool longboarding like right mom. I did not think I was going to do well, and it took the, my guy. I had a, an instructor, and it took him a really long time to feel comfortable enough to let me out there because I was doing that <laughs> thing I do where I'm like, I don't know, I don't, I don't get it, Sus. and I really <sighs> have to stop doing that because yes, you do. He was like, Why did you act like <laughs> you didn't think you could do this? Like I, this didn't is think a life lesson. Yeah, it is. As surfing is, I'm sure they talked to you about that. Well, I love my it's guy. It's like a metaphor. Yeah, that's like... the thing. He was great. He was a good fit for me because like he would be like, what is a wave? Like scientifically, yes. what is a wave? I'm like, yes, what is a wave? <laughs> Let's get deep. 
That is so cool. Yeah, I love oh, that. Suze. It was really nice. Yeah, you should definitely. That would be real fun. Are you going to go surfing when you go out? You know, I don't know if we'll have time, but if we do, I definitely will try. But you're like an expert, though. Haven't you done it a million no. times? Yeah, but like, I, it's, you know, I'm not like an expert by any means. I probably look exactly like you on that. Yeah. Yeah, I can catch a wave and I can stand up and do what you did. Yeah. We're like the same. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we should go together. Yeah. <laughs> Match skills. We should do one of the, like, uh, by the way. Tandem surfing. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, the song that I was trying to think of the other day was She's Like the Wind. And yeah. remember when I was like, Patrick Swayze, oh. I think he had a hit song and I couldn't remember it. I thought it was Lady in Red. Oh, She's Like the Wind. Can you give us a little sample? Um, it's just really earnest. Like he's, I just didn't know the chorus when he's like, she's like the wind. It's very serious. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Anyway. Um, were you thinking about that song while you were, uh, (laughs) had your hair blowing in the wind? No, no, no. I was just about to say you and I should recreate that, um, go-go song (laughs) (laughs) vacation. Oh, oh yeah. I love that. We could do like a little Yes. And they're on surfboards and all, right? They're on like those water skis, but like same dip. Oh, water skis. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Anyway, I think it's funny that I come back from Hawaii and then you go there. I know. I, that just clicked in my head the other day too. When I was looking at your pictures and I was like, wait a sec, I'm going to be there next. That's crazy. That's weird. Yeah, it is. What are the chances? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway, it's good to be back. It's good to see you. I missed you. Yes. Oh, I missed you too, Suze. I always do. This felt like a long one, a long stretch. You're really like winding down your grad school experience. Oh, I sure am. I have to like get my head in the game though. <laughs> I know because you you kind of get senioritis. I have that yeah. full blown. <laughs> I I like I'm like th- doing the math, and I'm like, what project can I not turn in and still get a passing grade? <laughs> like, what work can I not do? You know, and then I think. I did a really good job in the beginning of getting all my hours in. Like we have to hit a certain amount of face-to-face hours and relational hours before uh, we graduate. And I'm good. I need like four more hours. And I got eight weeks to do it or six weeks to do it. And everybody else is like, if I have one client that leaves, I won't make it. And, you know, I, maybe I have to stay or I don't know what they do. But so I feel like cool as a cucumber about the rest of wow, this. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I'm sure it like, feels I, I really feel like good. this is like the only time in my whole life i haven't procrastinated my god and it was by accident (laughs) right i should i should apply these same techniques of doing a lot of work in the very big oh now i know why never mind that makes sense what because i had i i I, it just clicked i was like why am i so far ahead because i had a probably like a month or two at the clinic before i had to take a medical leave because i was so sick when i got pregnant yeah so I got, and I just withdrew, but they still count the hours that I oh, worked with clients. Good. So I, I still got those. So, oh, I got a head start. I was like, why is everybody else so struggling? Like, what the <laughs> Losers. heck? Meanwhile, I had a two-month head start. Here I am thinking that I didn't prog- Nope, turns out I did. <laughs> Glad we came to the bottom of this and I could just check myself for the rest of these uh, six weeks. Thank you. I really, right. I do not understand procrastinators. Yeah, I'm learning to be better at that. Like there's, it's so unenjoyable. You can't even enjoy the procrastinating because you know you have to do work eventually. But it seems, it's one of those things that where we know it in theory, but in practice and in the moment, it's that our brain wanting 
a quick, like you have to really weigh it out. Yeah. I say this to you all the time. Like you have to, you have to like rationalize with your own brain <laughs> and like break it down and give your brain a reality check. Like, look, brain, we yes. are spending 25% of our day worrying about this thing we have to do. Yes. And we've, we've done that for the last two weeks. That's a lot of our time. So why don't we just instead spend 30 minutes putting effort into that thing <laughs> we need to do and then not have to worry for the next however Yeah, long. but humans are dumb. We have to do that. We do Right? That's why you have to rationalize. Mm-hmm. We all do it. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. Well, one thing I do know is that if you own a small business or... You know, you just have a lot of work at home that you have to keep organized. There is a service called HoneyBook, and they help you with all the tedious administrative tasks that so many of us that are freelance have to deal with, sending invoices or, you know, managing all your... Like if you use QuickBooks or Google Suite or MailChimp, they will help you consolidate the services, which is so awesome because I use all of those things. And a lot of people that are like photographers and designers and entrepreneurs, they spend all this money each year trying to figure all this stuff out. But HoneyBook helps you do it in an easy one-stop shop kind of way. It's your business just better with HoneyBook. And right now HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off your first year with promo code BRAINCANDY. Payment is flexible and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to HoneyBook.com and use promo code BRAINCANDY for 50% off your first year. Get paid faster and work smarter with HoneyBook.com, promo code BRAINCANDY. I mean, that's like who, I don't know. I swear I don't know anyone that's not self-employed at this point. So that's just like And you know what I'm thinking this is good for? Mm -hmm. Is as somebody who did own a small business and like all my Etsy stuff, the same kind of person who's really creative and can make all that stuff often sucks at the (laughs) business. And I know this because I am that person. (laughs) That's why Susie handles all of the (laughs) operations. I don't know how to do it. Well, because you're the creative brain. Right. Yeah. And the chances of getting those two in one package... (laughs) It's like, I mean, come right, on. Right, you're only Nobody human, jeez. All right. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. Leonardo da Vinci would have loved this. <laughs> Wouldn't have to work with all those churches and hey, Medici family. I had I guess one of those, um, whatever. you know how we always talk about when you're on an airplane and then you watch a movie and then you cry? Oh, yes. And by the way, I mean, we've talked about it so many times, but it is true. It's the pressurized air. <sighs> Can I guess which movie you cried at? Yes. Instant Family. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Damn. I was really hoping that was it because I cried on the airplane. I do movie. not watch rom-coms. That is not a rom-com. Oh, what is it? It's about a family, Mark Wahlberg and I can't remember who the girl is, but they adopt, uh, they foster children and they think they're just getting like one and they end up with a three and it's a true story. Oh, wow. And it's... So cute, and I thought it was adorable. Yeah, but so it's a comedy, but you're saying it's not romantic. It's no, a it's about a family. Comedy. It's like yeah, instant family. Like they they adopt the kid, they foster the kids, and it's like the whole what it's real, you know, and the sad parts, the happy parts. The it's great. No, I, I like to feel sad, so I don't go for those. Oh, you want sad, yeah. sad? <laughs> okay, lay it on me. What'd you watch? Boy erased. Oh, okay. Tell us everything. Oh I did not see it yet. Well, I've been wanting to see it for so long. It's this true, also a true story oh. about a, a gay conversion therapy that is often imposed upon um, conservative 
religious people who want their kid to stop being gay. And And it's still legal in 35 or so states to have gay conversion therapy. And so anyway, it was the film about that. And it's just so intense because obviously as somebody who studies religion, I'm very familiar with this situation, but to see it portrayed, it was really horrifying. Mm. And just, did you know, do you know anybody who went through gay conversion therapy? I do not. Good question. Do you? Mm. No. My God. Mm -mm. I probably do, but don't know that I know them, you know? You know what would be interesting is to do an interview with somebody who did. Yes, it would. Like put that out there in the Twitterverse. I do know that the guy that founded Exodus International, which is like the main one, he mm-hmm. followed me on Twitter, which <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but I have asked him for an interview and he has said yes, but it never came to be. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. during in that interim period, he even though he was running Exodus International, he came out eventually and was like, yeah, yeah. like this doesn't work. Yeah, I think that was a, a, I mean, come on, you are loved by the gay community and you are very open about that. And I think he was like, ooh, I, I, I like her, and, <laughs> right. you know, and then it all makes sense to me. Yeah, so I of would love to interview somebody who's been through it because, I mean, you just can't even conceive of how terrible oh, no. it would feel to think that you are a sin but just who you are is a sinful yeah. nature. Yeah. And have you seen, uh, I mean, this is like putting a, a, a hap, not a happy spin on it, but like make, I don't know, finding comedy in it. Did you see the Will and Grace where they go to the conversion camp? Yes. That's a great and it episode. is a great episode because it is mm-hmm. funny how like the counselors are all still very gay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because you can convert someone, dummies. Right. Um, but it was just really sad to think that Mm. not only that did this happen and does it still happen, but that a lot of young people, you know, take their own lives as a result of being rejected by their family. And it also put a light on, you know, how homelessness is so much of a risk for LGBT folks. And Mm -hmm. you can see why, because if your family says they will disown you if you're gay, and then it's you so have sad. no support, you have nowhere to live, and it just can it's a cycle of just abuse and made me cry on the plane. Oh, Sus. I just love those oh. people and I just wish that yeah. things would change a little faster. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's Oh, it's so important. I and I it's like those kind of movies. I just hope that somehow the right people who are watching, you know need to learn those things somehow. I was reflecting too on my own upbringing and how like on my first road rules, I was still very much a conservative Christian. And Mm -hmm. I said in an episode, like love the sin or hate the sin about gay folks. And I just hate it that that exists in the world. And it's something that I believe, but you know, we have to reckon with our past. Yes. All of that. Yeah. And grow and you know, I just can't. It's so yeah. weird though because I've always loved gay people and like been mm-hmm. really uh, enamored with gay guys in particular. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I think back to like, how did I make sense of that in my brain that I clearly was exploiting and enjoying the 
parts that, that I liked about that culture, but then was condemning it at the same time. Oh, that's tough. Right? Yeah. Maybe like, you know, deep inside, I always was <laughs> a big yeah. fan of the gays. Uh-huh. There you go. You knew it. Yeah. I'm just, it's like you have to compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Yeah. Not who you, you know. Should be. Go, we go, yes. <laughs> um, whenever. Because that's how growth happens. Whenever you were, like, I know you still identify as a queer woman, but when you yes. were actually living the gay mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. Um, yes. did you meet a lot of people who thought what you were doing was sinful? And did they no. tell you that? No. No. Okay. No. Nobody said that to I you. Because I surrounded myself with that, with people who didn't, you know? I, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, yes, actually, I take it back. I was date, not really dating, but there was a guy who oh, was trying to date me. Uh, and <laughs> I was definitely not interested in dating men at the time. It was right when I was like, you know what? No, I really want to be with women. And that feels more comfortable. And I told him that, you know, I think at the time I told him I was gay. And uh, he was really upset about that. Wow. And he, I think he really internalized it and thought maybe he had something, but I'm like, this has nothing to do with you. And it's not I you, think it's he me. was, yeah, yes, to- exactly. Like the one time that that is actually true. <laughs> Did he yeah. make you feel so like he, you were a sinner? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And like, he made me feel gross, like disgusting and dirty. And like, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily religious based. It was just. Like, he just was mad he know. couldn't have you. Yes, that's uh, my, that's probably it. Wow. God, and it's, the crazy thing is I, I had so many – I'm trying so – I could remember where he lived. I could remember sitting in my car. I could remember telling him. I could remember him getting mad at me and walking out. I can remember where his house was. I can't for life of me remember what he looks like or his name. No way. It's one of those times where, you know, it's like heightened state of emotion and you remember like central details versus peripheral ones and like whatever you're like my, I just, for some reason could not, I can't see his face. I can't, I don't know who he is. I don't, it's the weirdest thing in my mind. That's super weird. Yeah. There was a lot going on though for you. So yeah, a lot. So I think that probably has something to do with it. (laughs) If you have a lot going on, you could probably use a little service we like to call Postmates. Oh man, I did it the other day to get stuff for s'mores. No way. Yeah. What did you just have a craving or what? Yeah, and it was late. We had been drinking wine and didn't want to drive. And then the, the postmate so deliverer pulls up and goes, "This is the cutest thing I've ever uh, picked up." <laughs> Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you can think of delivery service all year round. You don't have to go to the store in the middle of the night when you have a s'mores craving like Sarah yep. or if you need your coffee fixed during work or if you just want to get dinner for your family. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring what you want within the hour. Uh, anything you're craving, they can deliver. For a limited time, Postmark Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app right now and use our code BRAINCANDY. That's BRAINCANDY for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it, download Postmates and save with the code BRAINCANDY. 
I think I told you how Scott Yeager texted me and was like, there's got to be a catch with that, right? Yep. I'm like, no. No, the heat, the, no catch. No catchy. Yeah, the, one of the, the, we had friends over when we ordered the s'mores and the, uh, the, uh, the girl, one of the, the gals who was there said, uh, oh man, that probably cost you 50 bucks. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and I showed her the bill and she was like, what? And I said, use my code. And I totally <laughs> said, I code. swear to God, I said that exact same. Like, I was like, $100 free delivery. I showed her the bill. She was like, dang, that's good. It's really good. How were yeah, the I s'mores? I swear, were they true yummy? story, that all happened. Oh my gosh, so good. And full disclosure, uh, I went and woke up this morning and looks over at my nightstand. And we had gone out last night to this like uh, charity dinner and definitely drank wine and had a great time. And uh, I had a little stack on the side of my bed of like graham crackers oh and chocolate because I had like homemade cold s'mores last night. Oh, like that sounds so good. <gasps> I have no regrets. Yeah, isn't and that he like fun? looks over at my nightstand and there's like a half a graham cracker and like one chocolate that didn't fit in the. <laughs> it's like you know when you go to on a date and you try to be demure and you don't eat very much and then you come <laughs> home and eat everything you can find. Yes. Like some those are some of the funnest times when you get home uh, after a night out and you're like you know what i didn't eat that much and then it's like tiger feeding yep that was what it was yeah and all the all the evidence on my nightstand the next morning <laughs> that's evidence of a good night i say yeah i no regrets except i probably look a little tired today uh, what do you think no yeah you're you're Anyways. hanging in you're hanging in yeah yeah um i watched a video about the truth about wasabi <laughs> Oh my gosh, tell me because I, you know what's so funny? What? Everything we talk about, I have a crazy story about. That's so why tell you're me the, the history of Wasabi. Ever. It's so dumb. What the heck? What okay, is your story? Tell me your story. No, first tell me the history. Okay, well, this was on. The truth. Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> that's seriously the name of the video, and it's on Atlantic Video uh, page. And um, it's not sinister or anything, but. <laughs> but it was you know how they always say that the wasabi that you get with your sushi or whatever is um usually not true wasabi right i right. don't actually think i've ever even had true wasabi oh it's good it almost comes like a, a root kind of yeah thing yeah yeah and it's white and mm-hmm. wait is it mm. white like on the plate yeah, it it's it's a lighter is it white no, it's green. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's a different, it's like super spicy and almost kind of bitter. Yeah. And well, it looks kind of like gingery almost. Yeah, that's I what I would know. compare yeah. it to in the video. It was showing a wasabi farm and like, it just looked kind of like ginger and like a teeny tiny little pineapple kind of, the texture of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was just talking about the fam. this is a family business and- um, he was, it's a beautiful video, you know, how those, when oftentimes like that documentary style is so gorgeous, mm. but mm-hmm. it was really kind of the story of their family business, but also just about how, you know, they're sad that this industry that's 300, 400 years old is kind of being, um, abs- made obsolete by just cheap horseradish mm. wasabi. Mm-hmm. But it mustn't be the real thing. Oh, is that what the other stuff is? Horseradish? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like kind of colored horseradish mixed with something. Oh. Like cheap and yeah. cheap and cheerful. Huh. But like 
It the real thing must be kind of gross, like you're saying, like a little bitter and just not palatable. Yeah. Because otherwise, people would be willing to pay the a little more for the real thing, don't you think? I think they don't know. Well, but maybe the reason we don't know is because it's kind of gross. Oh, well, I, I'm gonna have to. You know who <laughs> would know about this? Is Landon. I was gonna say he will know, and he'll be like, he'll have a whole thing <laughs> about like. Oh no, we've got that in the pantry. Right. And here's why. <laughs> yeah, you probably like, have, he'll some... have the whole... guaranteed I do. <laughs> yep. Well, yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing like there's certain things that are fake like crab imitation crab is so popular. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hollandaise? Yeah, gross though, but the real thing is so much better. It's so good, but the majority of the restaurants you have hollandaise at are not giving you the real thing. It's like that powdered mix stuff because it doesn't last. It, 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 you have like very, it, you know, you have to eat it fast. That's why a lot of places will have like, um, uh, they'll offer eggs Benedict, but before a certain time. Like, you yeah, know, it, we stop serving eggs Benedict at ten o'clock because that's how long the hollandaise lasts. Yeah, yeah. So. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I guess, it, it, you know, it's about money. And if they can use the fake mm-hmm. stuff and you're just as happy, then I guess they're gonna. Yeah. And and it's, you know, American sushi versus actual, you know, Japanese sushi is so different. So it's like they're... You know, it's crazy. I couldn't hardly find uh, just regular sushi in Hawaii. Like they have poke, poke mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not... Just regular sushi, and that shocks me because it's just fish, fish, fish everywhere. What are they doing? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a gal got to do around here to get a, a little sashimi. But did you have the delicious Hawaiian plates? Like, like what? With the oh, like there's they're like Hawaiian plates. They come with usually some kind of meat, and it'll be rice and macaroni. What the heck? Like a macaroni salad. Oh my god! This gosh. was not offered You're to me. You're missing out on the best. Oh. <laughs> The best part. It's like, oh, I wish I could go there and then bring you back a, a Hawaiian plate of, you know, there, there are those places, even in California, they have them like called the loft. Mm-hmm. Those, they're like a, and it's the stuff that they have there. They're like chicken teriyaki with an, a side of rice and a side of like a macaroni salad. And oh my God, it's so good. Well, I don't know what I was doing wrong. Well, actually, I know what I was doing right. I was going to say, I actually lost weight on my vacation, but- it's because, you know, I actually moved my body. Oh, yeah, because you were so active. I'm like, oh, my God, I gained so much weight in Hawaii. I ate everything. <laughs> you would think. Spam a subi. Mm. I was anticipating quite a bit of weight gain, but. And you know you know those delicious Spam a subi things that we have? Yes, I, I, I was looking yeah. for those. Didn't find those either? No, but I did hear people talking about them. Like you could go to like certain markets. Yeah. And if people don't know about this, in Hawaii, they're huge fans of Spam. Huge. And huge, huge, huge. they make these delicious rolls that I had at Sarah's Landon made for us. It's like Spam sushi roll. Yep. So freaking great. freaking best. It's so good. And everybody's like, ew. I'm like, no, no, no. It's the best. I said the same thing. I, I tried it. And Landon has the... Uh, when we were in Hawaii, I tried it. And he has it on video he like videotapes me trying it and you see me like "Mm, i don't know about this and then just like fireworks going off in my mouth and just joy across my face why does spam have such a bad reputation in the u.s though the mainland uh i would say it probably has something to do with like a uh like the association we make of it being like canned meat yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. But we're fine with all kinds of garbage. That is totally true. I mean, it's no worse than Doritos. That's true. But (laughs) these are good. If you ever get offered one of these spam rolls, don't turn your nose up. You will regret it. Yes, so good. You'll also regret it if you do not get some awesome furniture from Joybird. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. I keep looking. I'm trying to choose a console because I want to have a record player, ta- you know, table. Oh, Zeus, yes. Yeah. We need more music. That was my New Year's resolution, so I want to get a record player to facilitate that. Um, you've seen our Joybird furniture. Sarah has it in her house. We have it in our studio and in our house, and it is so sturdy, beautifully handmade, one-of-a-kind furniture because you can design it to match your taste. You can pick from a wide range of kid and pet friendly upholstery options. Yes. Do you let your dogs up on yours? Or do you like sh- let? <laughs> no. <laughs> but if you saw my Insta story the other day and my dog sitting on the back of the couch like a, a bird, yeah. uh, that is a Joybird couch and I got the pet the pet like, you know. Oh, pet friendly. Okay. Yeah, it looks fantastic despite him his, having that as his like perch. Yes, it was so cute. His like, little Sigma, buns. Get the heck down. Hanging up on yeah. there. Uh, it's quality what? handcrafted furniture and it just looks so gorgeous, but it's also really well made, which sometimes when you shop online, you wonder if you're going to get the quality that you want and you definitely will. And they have a 365 day home trial. Skip the furniture store. Have you ever been in one of those? Nightmare. See how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Create this furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash brain candy. Go to joybird.com slash brain candy and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using code BRAINCANDY. Yeah, man. So uh, another thing that, well, I regretted, the wasabi <laughs> story that I was going to tell yes. you. Uh, so we were out oh at one of those, uh, what's the places called where they're like Japanese restaurants with the grill in front of you yeah. and they like and hibachi. with the onion. Hibachi. Uh-huh. It was a hibachi grill place. I wish I could say I was like seven when this happened. <laughs> no, I was 15 years old and we were out at dinner with uh, my friend's family and, and uh, it's the dad who, her dad is the guy who walked me down the aisle. So he's like my, practically like my dad and you know, guy I trust, father figure, yeah. look to him for advice, you know, thinks he has my best interest in mind. So we sit down at the, at the table and he's like a big jokester. And he goes, oh, look, a palate cleanser and passes me a spoonful of wasabi that I ate. You did not. shoved the whole thing in my mouth. We're talking a good tablespoon worth of wasabi that I ate. And if you've ever had too much wasabi... I had this allergic reaction happening, like, you know, when as the spam masubi was like fireworks in my mouth. Well, this was also like fireworks, but in a very bad way. Oh and I like sneezed or like it got caught in my sinuses because I like oh, did this, this weird is a cough thing. My eyes were burning and ru- I f- was tasting wasabi for like two weeks after that. For real? It was awful and that's not even the worst part of the night the worst part is i also and i don't know which happened i think maybe i don't know if this happened before this happened after but at some point in that night too i maybe i was in this very like i need to find out how the world works time of my life but i was like hmm, i wonder if this thing is hot and instead of like splashing some water on the grill or like touching something else on it i freaking put my whole hand on it. what is wrong with you 
what the hell is wrong with me? It was a night of pain. <laughs> I'm like, there is something wrong with me. Was it your and dominant I don't know which hand? Happened first. No, I remember. Oh my God, I can remember. No, it was my right hand. Oh my God, Sarah. Isn't that crazy? I can remember that too. Yeah. No, that was really dumb. And Craig, I'm still mad at you for that. Did he think it was super funny? Oh, hilarious. He was dying. He thought, and so did everybody else at the table. Everybody was cracking up. I don't find it funny. I don't, I did not either. But you know what? I probably did. The, the worst part is I'm probably like in pain because like I'm to, like just the same way on the challenge when they were right? like, you know, torturing me and like I'm the victim of all these pranks. I'm like, no, stop. But like cracking up. I guarantee it was like that, which is why I'm always, I'm like, they love to do that to me because I'm like, still have fun with it even yeah you're the, the enemy because you're the kind of girl that made boys think that they should do those stupid oh, pool shenanigans right. like where they would push yeah. you in the pool i do not like yeah. those jokes yeah and i just loved the attention oh my god you're the worst i know worst I have, totally worst i developed a theory recently about dad jokes because yeah i've been really paying attention to um it the other day Lincoln has a um, kind of like a rash guard that's Superman mm-hmm. style, uh-huh. and it has uh-huh. the logo on the chest. And he stopped wanting to wear it. And I said, "You know what's the deal?" And he's like, "No, the kids like all call me Superman. I don't like it." So then when we were on vacation, mm. I, we brought it because it's good for like swimming and stuff. And I'm like, "It's fine. Like there's no kids. It's it's just us." And he's like, "Yeah, but I don't like it. I'll be damned if the first person we saw this man." didn't make a comment about Superman. And he was like not malicious or anything. Like it's just the dad joke. And I started thinking about why do men do that where they feel Mm. like they have to comment about whatever, like smile or whatever the weather is. There's, they're like captain comment. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how the dad joke is formed from the fact that women feel like they have to laugh at dumb jokes that men tell. And so then men start to think they're actually funny when they're not. Uh-huh. Like we're perpetuating this ladies. <laughs> Don't laugh at their dumb jokes. Cause it encourages them. This is my feeling. Yeah. But there's gotta be something else about like not being able to connect on. Oh, you're going deeper. Yeah. So I was just reading an article on first impressions and it was talking about like first dates and um, basically like about men externalizing emotions, especially negative ones, whereas women like internalize it and something about like, because I don't know, like they need it to be happy on the outside. So like if they, they need to like make a joke to almost like. So they want to diffuse any tension all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's that. They, thank you. You're like doing a better job explaining it. And if whatever. So they were also saying that like the man has to, he like judges other people's uh, uh, like outward expression based on his, based on their own. Uh, so like if the man's feeling positive and he sees somebody yes. else who looks like they're appearing negative, then he, it, it makes him reflect on his own. Like it affects 
his oh my own God. level of happiness. So in, to try to and and it explain as I was reading it, I'm like, this is why guys say smile because if he looks at you and you're not smiling, they internalize that like, you know, they're like, oh, they're not smiling. It must mean that like. Like in some ways, like lowers their level of happiness. So, and in order to like fight back that, you know, counter that, they say, "Oh, I need your, I need you, you to like match how I'm yeah, feeling." Yeah, they want you to be a reflection of their yes. internal life. And they said that this was part of like a Western society and how we are attracted to narcissists and oh how it, it's like, yeah, 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 of like displays of, um, uh, like confidence and you know, dominance. I hate it. Yeah. It was really interesting. No, so that I is... can see that it kind of like talks about that stuff. And like, I can see that like the, and oh my God, <laughs> it's always when dads are having fun and doing something like they're on vacation, yes. they're at a baseball game, they're in a really good mood. God. So they see some, a kid who's like not, and they're trying to Okay, whereas a woman yes. will look and they'll try to attach to the emotion mm-hmm. and they'll say, oh, it looks like you're sad right now. Are you okay? Like, buddy, it's okay. Nobody's going to judge you. Yeah. The dad goes, I'm feeling positive. I got to make this kid fo- po- feel positive. I know how to do that with a joke. And it's the opposite effect. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're getting somewhere I here. totally agree. And you are so right. It is worse when they are on vacation or in any kind of- Because it's always like that. Yeah. They don't make dad jokes when they're sad. <laughs> so true. Because they would probably say something like and bring you down because it's like everybody's got to match. Ooh, interesting. It is. I, I feel like we have like a whole study in here that we could like <laughs> inspire somebody to do. And then we're just connecting dots here, but I feel like there's some, some, you know, like they expect strong their entire here. environment to reflect whatever their mood is at that time. Yes. Oh. You're so good at summarizing my thoughts. Like, I'm just like trying to collect all these little, like, yeah, but you're the you know, one that came up of... with this theory. I love it. You're the theory oh, creator, and then I'll make it succinct. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're so right, so though. Cool. And see, mm-hmm. we made a lot of progress, and now I hate men even more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But I mean, I, I think it's true. And I know he, every time he wore that Superman shirt, some dad would make a joke and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Because I would never make that joke. If I saw a kid wearing a shirt, it wouldn't occur to me to be like, hey, Spider-Man, got your web? That's not funny. Right. Well, I wonder if they would make the joke if he looked like he was having the best time in that Right, maybe. Yeah. Like the joke is is made because the dad sees that Lincoln's like feeling... Not Feeling like blue. the bet. Yeah. Ooh, <clears throat> cool. Well, the other thing that's cool is how we have been selling all of our stuff on Poshmark. Oh man. So much. Sarah is Get on it. People. We were doing a competition for a while where I was tracking my sales to yours, but I know mm-hmm. you've really pulled ahead. I've over 2000. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, so- I had a big closet clear out and everything I'm putting up there, I'm selling for like 10 bucks, 12 yeah. bucks, like cheap to, and you know, making good deals. That is everything so cool. Poshmark is an app that you can download or a website you can use where you can shop for gently used or even sometimes new items that people are selling to get rid of out of their closet. Or you could sell all the stuff in your closet that you want to get rid of. Sarah is in fact 
saving up all the money that she's selling to buy something special. Yes, I'm going to buy something fancy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's fun Mm -hmm. because then you don't have to like feel, I don't know, guilty about buying something because... I was really tempted though and i just said whatever and i bought one sweatshirt <laughs> i don't judge it was you. such a good price and but back to saving back to saving yeah you guys can use our code it's i'm sarah rice on poshmark if you put in that referral code you'll get five dollars off your first purchase and a lot of the stuff i'm buying is like eight ten bucks anyway so you can get five dollars mm-hmm. off of that um i bought a pair of ugg sandals that are oh, so, they're so cute. cute. I tried to find them. They're not anymore on there. Really? Because <gasps> I was like, damn, I need them you too. You do now. need <laughs> them. When I put them on, they're just so cute. Them. And I found them super cheap and they were brand new with the box. Anyway, you need to use our code I'm Sarah Rice on Poshmark. Download that app and you'll get five bucks. Um, what did I want to tell you? Oh, I wanted to add we had a couple. We were giving our tips over the last few episodes and I'm starting to yes. realize like I have a bunch all the time. So I'm going to do like, whenever I have them, I'm just going to tell you guys. Um, Excellent. I love this. One thing that I thought of is another account to follow. And I saw that somebody was now following their um, local library and found some. I saw that too. Yeah. That made yes. me feel really happy because that's something free and you can get a lot out of it. Another great thing to follow on Twitter is at Lit Hub, Literary Hub. It's a mm-hmm. daily literary website highlighting the best in contemporary fiction, nonfiction, and criticism. And that's one thing I think people forget about Twitter. They, If they don't use it a lot, they might not realize that if you follow, um, you can follow museums. I follow the National Gallery. Um, and you can cool. follow a lot, anything that you want to learn about if you follow it, then if you see a tweet or a link to something that intrigues you, you can learn more. And I just think that's a great way to stay in touch with like topics that you don't maybe read about a lot, but you want to know more about. So Lit Hub is a good one. And then I have one more. Let me find it. Yeah. Um, I, I think because of our listeners, they're so into books that I wanted to remind them of these uh, because they are great for readers. The other one is called at five underscore books, five books. They publish interviews with authors, academics, and public figures who recommend the best books in their field. Ooh, it's so that's cool. a good one. They oh, because they're talk about curated. Like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Like you have great. an expert, and they tag that person so you could follow them if you want. And he's a modern historian, and then he'll recommend the five best books on World War One. And cool. like they, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking about my book club book for last month and I would have loved to know her five <gasps> recommendations for books on biology and like animal, like plant, you know, that's what I'm whatever. saying. Cause I would love that. That's like somebody else is doing the curating for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're the Super experts. Cool. So they know. So I just wanted to remind you guys of that. Mm-hmm. I also have notes that I wanted to remind you me to tell you oh yeah and we had talked about like um the thing that i bought you for your birthday that lunch kit and i just want to encourage Mm -hmm. people on instagram to follow like zero waste accounts because you'll get really good ideas on how to use less crap and you know save the environment but like in cool ways that will probably save you money also love that 
Um, and we freaking have to save the environment, man. Are you watching that, that Netflix um, series? I don't. It's not Planet Earth, but it's like the same. Uh-uh. Oh, I need to. They say it's awesome. I love that stuff. Yeah. Well, I read an article this morning about the whale that was found with 88 pounds of plastic mm. in its stomach. My God. For real. Ooh, for real. 88. Yeah, for real. Uh, and let me see. I have it. how many... Um, uh, they were like found... And there's the... It's, there's a museum that's collecting all of the information on this. Uh, the... This is an interesting name for a museum. Debone Collector Museum. Um, <laughs> they're posting an entire list of all of the things that they found inside this whale. Like as they come, as this, uh, you know, as they start uncovering what was in it. 16 rice sacks. Oh my God. Multiple shopping bags. It's the most plastic they've ever seen in a whale. Oh man. It's really sad. So You know, can I get your advice? Because I know you're a real anti-straw, plastic straw. I sure And am. you carry your own metal one, which is really cool that you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do tease you because it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. But like... Be careful when you're drinking hot beverages. I've learned that. <gasps> hey! Wait a minute. <laughs> you used a metal straw for a hot beverage? Well, yeah, but because it said hot, for hot or cold. And so I tried hot and I was like, oh, maybe lukewarm. <laughs> oh That's hot. It's not too bad, but you know, just saying. Be careful. When I was away in Hawaii they don't do plastic straws I assume it's a law and they do like the paper ones and Mm -hmm. um Lincoln hated them and he would just take it out and just not use anything um and I really don't like them either but I find it really hard also to clean the reusable straws like the metal and the glass use a little boop 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 with the the little brush yeah I've had not good luck oh where I use the brush and like you can tell that it's still not a hundred percent. Do you have mm-hmm. any advice? Because I really like a plastic straw, oh. but I don't want the earth to die. Man, no. I wish I did. I mean, I just, I think, I think my only advice is if you're going to drink something where it would get caught in the straw, to just wa- rinse the straw out after you use it before it gets a little bit dried because that's really the problem you run into you have a smoothie or something and then you just let it dry for too long or yeah. you know so and you know you would just got to make these go to a little bit of inconvenience you know it's like the the thing is all these a lot of the plastic and the waste you know that we find were all products that were designed for convenience like here we're going like, to yeah. make these plastic bags so you don't have to bring your own and yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. But we've gotten so used to the convenience mm-hmm. and not and, and forgotten about like the damage that it can do. And so we have to go back and become a little bit comfortable with the inconvenience of something. And you know what? Maybe that's good because the world's moving so fast. Taking 20 seconds to be like mindful in a way and rinse out a straw after you use it maybe will slow us all down yeah and is not the worst thing you know i kind of like try to put a positive spin or a growth mindset outlook on things no i i agree with you i also just you know because we're used to the convenience and maybe particular texture or feeling of something when we you know drink um, I just want to think, how can we make this more enjoyable so then people will be inclined to do it so then we do save the earth and all that, you know? Because mm-hmm. if it's gross and it's like a mushy paper straw, people are going to be like, this sucks. 
Yeah, the bamboo ones I think are pretty good. Okay. There's like a material, you know, that actually, that could be a solution. So there's like a bamboo um, material that's much, you know, lasts much longer, like a... Yeah, a, more durable. Or, you know, stay, yeah, more durable, but also breaks down all just right. as easily. And I think you can find those online. Like we used all that bamboo stuff for our wedding, like bamboo mm-hmm. plates and bamboo. Oh, yeah. You know, the plates that. are great. I, I'll have to yeah. check out the straw situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, because so it's interesting you talk about that because I was looking at all of the ocean, you know, all the info on like plastic in the ocean and right. You know, basically all that. Well, it's depressing. Like a, a new invention, yeah. There's a new uh, uh, invention to get rid of a lot of the plastic that's being released. I think this month in the San Francisco area, that's like this floating, like made it look like a, a like kind of took the. Uh, we're inspired by like the seashore and how stuff washes up on the shore mm-hmm. and created this like drifting, I don't know, rake almost, but like designed like a seashore almost. And it's supposed to not harm the animals and it's designed. So it's like almost passive and, and, but it's supposed to collect, uh, I think it's like 8,000 tons of plastic every year or something like that or 8,000, not that many, 8,000 pounds, probably 8,000 pounds. I think whenever like these transitions are happening, like I, do you remember when we first got those, gosh, uh, I can't remember what they're called, the light bulbs that are like swirly twirly. <laughs> light bulbs? Oh, fluorescent, incandescent, no, fluorescent lights? No. Not incandescent. LED lights. Not LED, I think it's in, in between, the, now I can't remember. Oh, what are they called? But just like the spiral shape. And yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, like the first generation of those, it, they would take forever to actually warm up and turn on all the way. And people were That's like, true. boy, this sucks to be environmentally conscious. But now they're, they've improved them and they're so much better. Um, mm-hmm. And they really are just as good as the incandescent and last way longer. But I think mm-hmm. that it's like that with the straws. Like we're not caught up yeah. with, you know, so it's kind of like that first generation where we're like, ooh, this is not ideal. That's a good point. But we'll get there. You're right. And they also started up to, uh, uh, improving the the hue, like the the yes. whatever, the, like the light that emits. Yes. It used to be that awful blue. Yes. The only place where they haven't quite caught up is Christmas lights. Yeah, we'll get there. Where I'm like, ugh, <laughs> they're that blue ones, and I have to return them. And only certain brands have that yellow tone. And I'm like, just I don't want blue lights. One of my favorite my books eyes. on the subject is Living Like Ed. It's by Ed Begley Jr. Oh, yes. I read that when I first moved out to L.A. because I really was feeling like I needed to make some changes. And his book is so great because he makes the pitch of like, okay, maybe you don't even care about the earth, but you can save a ton of money if you do the following thing. So how about that? Uh-huh, how about do uh-huh. it because of that? So, How about that? Speaking of which, we uh, are now proud owners of solar. No. Yep. We got it th- last week. Wait, tell me everything. It was great. I mean, I didn't really do much. Somebody else did all the work and all, you know, put it up on the roof. Yeah. And we have a house that's like positioned where we get sun at, for the, it's like perfect time of day. And, and they, you know, so now we're just like, you know, collecting uh, power from the sun. No way. And, and it's great. It took our, uh, it's $200 a month f- to lease the, oh, okay. the stuff. Yeah. And after you pay it all off, $14 a month, our electric, <gasps> uh, our energy bill. Wow. And then some months we make money because we like sell it back to the electric company. That's what um, our listener, Emily Lewis, she was telling us that 
when they got solar and I think she's the one where they got made so much that they make a profit each month because it goes to like the neighbors and all that stuff. Yes. How cool is that? That's what I'm hoping. That is, yeah, it's great. And, you know, as an owner of a pool, it was so expensive. It's like a joke. I wouldn't even go in because I'm like, nope, I can't turn it on. It's like... My mom was like the person when, when we were little, she she would tell us that it was 25 cents or like 50 cents every time you open the refrigerator. <laughs> so she would like, because she hated it, we would just like open it and stand in front of it. She'd be like, 50 cents. And she would like yell it from downstairs. <laughs> and so I have it like in my head that like, I'm like adding up the-, the All the 50 cents. You know, yep. Yep. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh my God, things are getting so expensive. So with the pool, I'm like the same, like, nope, we can't turn it on. I'm adding it up in my head and it's going to be so expensive. Wow. And uh, so we save a bundle because after summer, oh my gosh, when we saw our first electrical bill, yeah, we were like, oh, are you kidding me? That's insane. So That's so this cool is a nice that solution. you got solar. I didn't even yeah, know you could I'm rent them. Yeah. You like lease them or you can, yeah. Or like they do, a, you lease them or like you, you, I don't know, payment plan, whatever you pay them off. And then, uh, yeah. And then that's it. There you go. See, this is what I'm talking about. You got to walk yeah. the walk. That's right. We are the- We're trying to do that over here. I told that to Landon. I was like, be the change. <laughs> Did yeah. you really say that? I, yeah, we were like joking around about how like, look at how good our carbon footprint's going to be and what we did and da, 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 da. And we're like, we're being the change we want to see in the world. We were like, did you see that vi- but not clip really. that went viral? I forget the guy's name, but he, uh, I think he's from the Netherlands and he was at the Davos con- uh, conference, which is about, you know, the environment and uh-huh. whatever. And he's the one that yep. was like, I feel like I'm at a conference mm-hmm. on firefighting and we can't talk about water. And yep. like, there's all these private jets that flew in to a conference about carbon footprint and the environment mm-hmm. like you know we're all hypocrites in one way or another so let's talk that about was great it. yeah i did like that it's true though and if you can make people see that whatever sustainable living can be beneficial to their you know their wallet too then mm-hmm. you're on to something like you have to make things mm-hmm. appealing to people because people are busy and yeah. they have a lot of crap going on so got to give right. them an incentive to do better yeah, and I think you're right about the the transition periods, and we just got to find the thing that works. And sometimes it takes a while to perfect a product like a straw, and you know, paper not the best. Well, that's <laughs> that's why the kind of capitalistic model can be beneficial in times like these because it's like mm. you, there's an incentive oh. for people to make a better product because we'll we'll pay for it. Totally. And in this uh, article, I was reading about the thing that they're launching to collect all of the plastic. What they're doing is with the plastic that they collect, they're creating products that are um, like uh, will be labeled made from ocean plastics and sold at a premium. Mm. Like they're and that works because I did I, I did that. I went to I think it was I don't know where it was Nordstrom or something. And they had these bracelets that were made like every bracelet you bought was made from like one pla- one pound or like. It was equal to like one pound of waste from the ocean or something like that. And so I got it and it's like made from plastic and I like proudly wear it. And the same with my Rothy shoes. I like love those from, you know, water bottles, but it's still like made from plastic and I love it. So they're taking this ocean plastic and, you know, selling it at a premium for weight, you know, because people like me who are care a lot about this and like, yes, I'm willing to pay even if it just helps a little bit. So that's kind of like capitalism at work there too. Yeah, like that's the upside is that yeah. perhaps the 
correct the best kind of products will come out of it and then we'll be making a difference yep 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 uh well i think we're done here today yeah i've had a pleasant time (laughs) me too and you know what i like that we kind of like tied it all together with like the ocean and your trip to hawaii see and spam and <laughs> sobby. Right. It was unintentional, but... Dad jokes. I don't know <laughs> they fit in there somewhere. Oh, I hate the patriarchy. Yep. It's always got to be in there. All right. Well, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye. guys. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.